Welcome to the Live Well, Perform Better podcast. My name is David Duggan and I'm the director of Below the Line, an Irish-based consultancy specialising in helping people, teams and organisations raise their levels of consciousness, inner potential and performance. I am part of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organisations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs and people looking to make their mark in the world. Our guiding mantra at Below the Line is live well, perform better. What does that mean, you might ask? Good question. Maybe the easiest way to describe it from our perspective is finding the formula that works for you when it comes to things like looking after your physical and mental health, running your business, developing your career, leading your people, or simply being able to show up as brilliantly as possible into your own life, both for yourself and those around you. That's why each week I sit down with a member of our team or an invited guest for a conversation that focuses on the question, what do the words live well, perform better mean to you? This question is a way into exploring with people from a range of different backgrounds, industries and disciplines. What are the practices, techniques, habits or ideas that they use to help them to show up and be at their best in all areas of their lives? Whether that's as CEOs, leaders or managers, or as parents, family members or friends. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by another very special guest, Dan Glenn. Dan is a holistic health and performance coach whose very personal experiences of trauma and mental health challenges have inspired him to live a life that is dedicated to understanding the role that our minds play in shaping how we experience our lives and the world around us and helping other people to do the same. Calm, thoughtful and inspiring, this was a great conversation with someone who believes passionately in the potential that we all have to be happy, content and calm and that when this is achieved, great things can happen to and for us all. You can subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast as well as our exclusive online events and sessions including our Press Pause coaching community. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Before we start this week's episode, I'd like to take a minute to let you know about an event we are hosting on the 13th and 14th of October in the beautiful Brook Lodge Hotel and Spa in McCredden Village in County Wicklow. The Elemental Leadership Experience will be our first in-person event in over two years and we're really excited to be finally getting back into a room with people and hosting what will be a uniquely inspiring and exciting event. As we all know, the past few years have been a mixed experience for us all. For some, it has been about stress management, coping and survival, both personally and professionally. While for others, it has been a time for recovery, reflection and self-care. Either way, we all know and can see that yet again our world is changing and with it so must our mindset, our attitude and our energy which is why we're offering you the opportunity to recharge your leadership, rediscover your performance edge and re-inspire yourself to successfully meet the moment and challenge of right now. At the Elemental Leadership Experience you will be a participant in two days of inspiring sessions, workshops and talks facilitated by the Below the Line team of expert business and performance coaches all while enjoying wonderful accommodation and hospitality in a beautiful part of the world with a group of like-minded, success-orientated people. Places are limited, so if this sounds like something you want to be a part of, head over to www.belowtheline.ie for full details on how you can reserve your place.
Thanks for listening. And now, on with the show. Listen, Dan, uh, tell me, um, why do you do what you do? Yeah, it's a great question, Davey. And uh, there's lots of um, lots of different avenues and lots of different roads I could take really with that answer. But I suppose what's really standing out to me today, there's a slogan that I use with my own business is that we bring living to life. And what I really mean by that is I believe that a lot of us maybe go through life, but we're not really fully experiencing the gift that it really is. Maybe that's we get caught up into things that aren't important. Um, maybe it's we're spending time on things that aren't important to us. And maybe we're doing it for reasons that actually aren't important at all. So that's really a lot of the work that I do. But where it really stems from, I, I used to have a good friend of mine uh, called Colin Foley. And uh, we were great friends growing up all through childhood. And we get ourselves into trouble at times. We get ourselves out of trouble at times. But he was a, a great friend of mine. And when I was growing up, he really taught me a lot that I can only, I suppose, see it now how much he did really teach me. So he's one of these kind of people that seeing someone for who they were, not what they had. And what I mean by that, anytime you might go into a shop or into any place at all, he would have no judgment on the person whatsoever. So we could walk into a shop and he'd go pay for his petrol or his diesel or whatever and go up to the cash register and ask the person, look for their name and their name tag and say, hi, Marta, how are you getting on today? And people used to look at him shocked saying, is this person actually talking to me? And sometimes they might not reply and he'd still say, yeah, it's not bad weather out there today, but he'd just try and make people feel comfortable, uh, feel listened to him, feel heard and sometimes in life we judge people and put them in boxes that oh well I won't talk to this person because I can't get something from them but every person has a story every person has a message and he really taught me to to look and see the world as as that curiosity and he was a great friend of mine that taught me so much but at the age of 23 years old he uh, he passed away on Christmas Eve to sudden adult death syndrome and it was one of the moments in my life where I really struggled for the next couple of months after that. And I didn't know why it happened. I didn't have any answers. I was angry. I was sad. I was frustrated. And I really became, became less connected to, to my own self. It was... And that's what trauma, when trauma happens, that's what can happen to us. But that happened on Christmas Eve. And six months after that, I, it was a normal Saturday morning. I woke up like any other Saturday. And it was a particularly busy week within work, um, working with clients like, like you do yourself. But I remember waking up that morning with two massive black bags underneath my eyes. And I said to myself, God, I'm feeling a bit tired. I'm feeling a bit run down. But no, the business has to keep going. I have to keep moving forward. I need to keep pushing. I need to get this done. And I went into work. And two hours later, I was being sent straight to a hospital um, bed for a collapsed lung. Now, when it came on, I was convinced it was a heart attack. And 
for anyone who's been in them moments, you get these thoughts and you get these things that come into you that really ask these big questions like, is this, is this it? Is this going to be the end? And when you have a question like that, things can come up that maybe you don't really want to hear. And, and it gives you an incredible insight and perspective into what life is actually about and not in a general sense, but what it is for you. And I spent the next two to three weeks, thankfully I recovered and, and I came out of it. But the doctor said to me, if I was 13 minutes later coming into the hospital, I would have had too low of oxygen. I could have had brain damage. So from this whole experience, it really allowed me to ask bigger questions about life. What is life all about? Am I living the life that's truly authentic to me? If I was to die today, what regrets would I have? Or would I have any? And there's a line that I use with every single client I meet is that every mess has a message. And I look back at them times and back at them moments now, and I'd love to be able to still spend time with Colin. But I can't. And I won't. But I know he's still here. And I know what has happened to him has not happened for no reason. I truly believe in my heart that he has done and gone somewhere else for, for something bigger to happen. And if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live now. I wouldn't have the awareness that I have now. And that, that's what wouldn't have sent me to the hospital bed. And I suppose for me now, Davy, that because I've been in them moments and in them times, I've just committed to nothing less than utter freedom within my life. And that doesn't come without challenges. That doesn't come without problems like us all. But I suppose to really answer your question full, that's the reason why I do what I do. I've lived a life of, of trauma, of stress, of anxiety, of 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 overwhelm I've lived this life and I've seen the impact it's had to be and I was lucky enough to get another shot in that hospital bed but I might not have and now because I've been there and experienced that I feel I've been put here for a reason to spread this message to people and there's a beautiful line that my girlfriend Grani uses all the time is that bloom where you're planted and sometimes for me, I used to think that I have to go all across Ireland and speak to thousands of people and then get into Europe and then be on flights with Joe Dispenza and all these other people. I, I don't have to be doing that. If I can make one difference to one person in my area, in the shop, on the bus, on the train, I've changed the world because that, has now me, that now has left the world in a different place. So... I feel for me that's the reason why I do what I do. It's bloom where I'm planted. It's doing what I'm meant to be doing. And when it's God, whether it's the universe, whoever the hell it is, I believe they're all the same in a different language and different form anyway. But I think that's the reason I'm doing here. I'm, I feel I'm supposed to be here to do that for that reason. I love that um, phrase, utter freedom. Uh, I'd love to know what does that mean or look like for you? Yeah, it's a, for me, what that really means is that each and every single day that I wake up, I know 
I'm where I'm meant to be, doing what I'm meant to be doing, being with the people I'm meant to be with. And for me, that's what other freedom means. And it's this space and this place that from my work, um, from my home life, from my family life, um, from me and Grania's life, my friend's life, is that I have this freedom to be the person who I truly am. I'm not afraid to show it. I'm not afraid to express it. And it's also the freedom that I know I'm doing the work that I'm meant to be doing. It energizes me. It, I enjoy it. It's not work. It's freedom. And that's really what it means to me. And it, it's not that I wake up every single day as this enlightened spiritual being. It would be great if I did. Cause it'd be a lot less work. Um, but for me, it's that even on them moments and days where I don't wake up in this space. And to be honest, it's probably every morning I don't wake up in that space. But I have this level of awareness that I know the tools, the principles, the practices that allows me to be my true, my true self. And we all have two parts of us, uh, the constructed self and the true self. And we know that the constructed self is this self that's built on an identity on who we think we should be in the world, whether that's from when we grew up, whether that's from the culture that's created within the work environment, we all have this constructive part of us, but we also have the true part of us. And the true part of us is the freedom, the freedom that for self-expression, it's living from a place of love, joy, peace. Um, and really for me, it's if I can go to bed at night and ask that question, was, was I with the people who I'm meant to be with today? Was I doing the things I'm meant to be doing today? And if I can answer the question to that, yes, for me, really, that's what freedom is. Fantastic. Simple. Simple, but not easy to live by. <laughs> <laughs> and that um, your story about basically a near death experience, why is it in your view that sometimes that's what it takes to to shake us up or does it always have to be like that? Do you think it's a great question? And uh, it's actually something I've really been exploring within my own work the last year. And I think there's two parts of it. I think the first part of it is, is that when we're in a place and experience like that, it's you realize in that moment what actually matters. It, it brings you completely into the present moment where nothing else exists or nothing else matters. And we know from all the spiritual gurus across the world that the present moment is where, where it all starts and where it all begins and where it all ends. And I think an experience like that, it just brings you into that and makes you really aware of what's important. And for anyone who's listening right now, you can probably think of a moment like that, even if you hadn't had a near-death experience. Think of a moment maybe where it was someone you love, someone who's really important to you, you might have been busy with work and had all these tasks and objectives and to-do lists and get all these bits and bobs done. But suddenly you get a call on your phone. That's from someone you love saying, I need you. And maybe they need you to bring them to the hospital. Maybe they're sick. Maybe there's something has happened. In that moment, there's nothing else that matters to you than order to be there, right there as quick as you can. And I think when you get to maybe a near-death experience like that, it really makes you realize what is actually important. But I think if we all waited till we got to near that experience, it would be a bit chaotic. Um, 
and sometimes it does take that but I think what it really takes is a strong enough emotion to overcome the way that we're living the way we live the way we live and what do I mean by that is that often in life we know on a physical level what we need to be do to be healthy to be well so back then I knew that I was stressed out I knew I was overwhelmed I knew I was pushing myself too much in work I knew I was putting myself under too much pressure but the emotion that was created from the near-death experience was actually what allowed me to, to make changes, to think differently, and to awaken who I actually was. So I think in life that if it's something that, as you mentioned there, to make changes or to make some, we need to have a strong enough emotion connected towards what we do. So, for example, right now, Dave, if I said to you, Right, Davey, we're going to wake up at six o'clock tomorrow morning. We're going to get on a rowing boat. We're going to row across the uh, Irish Sea. We're going to get over to the UK. Then we're going to cycle around the whole UK in a bike. And then we'll come back and we'll row straight across back. And we're going to do that tomorrow. Is there any part of you that really is enlightened that much to do it or think you're going to do it or think you'll finish it? No, party wants to say, yeah, but... Not really. Now, what if I told you that if we do this tomorrow, someone who you love right now needs care. They need money to get a life-saving operation. And if you can get across this, this is going to be one of the biggest media productions that's going to promote this whole charity. And at the end, there's going to be 3 million waiting for this person's money they need. Would you do it? Of course you would. Absolutely. And you might not finish, but you will find every single part of you that can manage to get to that line in any way that you can. And that's when we have a strong enough emotion. That's when we have a strong enough why. And I think when we come to near death experience like that, maybe it's not the physical thing that brings along, but I think it's the emotion that's created from that experience that allow us to ignite that part of ourselves that starts, stops playing small and says, ask them bigger and better questions. And Victor Frankl was someone who, who taught this lesson for so long. He who has a why can bear almost any how. And I think that's really to kind of answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds to me like now much of your work is just helping people maybe not reach the point that you reach to but to just help them connect with that idea and bring it into their life in a variety of ways. Absolutely. And I think that is it really, you know, like why wait? Like it took me to wait, but why wait? Because even if we do wait, do we know we're going to get a second shot? My good friend, Colin, he never got a second shot. Just happened. So we don't know what we're guaranteed. We don't know if we're guaranteed a second shot, but the only thing we're guaranteed is what is happening right now. The only thing we can actually fully control is what has happened right now. When we can bring ourselves into that present moment and really ask ourselves that bigger, better questions, am I living the life I really want to live? If I had to die tomorrow, would I have any regrets? Would my mom, would my dad be proud of the person I've become? Would my kids be happy with the role model I've lived by? 
are my kids going to remember me for the long hours I, I worked extra in work or for the time I actually spent present with them? Sometimes in society now, we've built this perspective and this persona that life is about getting the, the next job, the next promotion, the next business, the next deal, the next thing and that thing. And I'm not saying that's not bad. Of course, it's incredible. And that can ignite a part of, of our soul. But when it's done to a level that we forget what's actually important to us, what's connected to our values, what's connected to our heart, we miss the bigger picture of what it is. Some clients I sit and meet and say, well, I'm doing this so my daughter and son can have uh, a college intuition, they can have a college fee and be able to do that and I'll be able to support them financially. I said, that's great. But you know what they'll also have? A mum and a dad who was never present, never had any fun, was sick every couple of weeks and probably won't be at their wedding day. Which one do you think they want? And I think it's just a step out of the noise. Life seems to be speeding up like a treadmill, hitting the plus button. Um, every year seems to be hitting the plus button. But what we really need to do is step off the treadmill, get out of the noise, get out of distractions. And when we can be quiet enough, when we can find enough space, and maybe your space is meditation, maybe your space is yoga, for me, often at times, it's surfing out in the sea when I'm getting bashed by waves and hitting left, right here in the center. It's when I can hear that inner wisdom that at times is on very low volume when I don't give it enough time. But when I give enough time, it starts to turn the volume up. And the more I can hear it is the more I can live it. Uh, our, our strap line and below the line is live well, perform better. Um, and I always ask every guest what their own take on that is because it always runs the risk of being frustratingly vague but i'd love to hear your take on what that means to you yeah i think it's uh i know we were chatting a bit about the start but i think for me it's uh it's probably a lot of what i just kind of spoke a little bit about there in terms of i know maybe people a lot of people might be who listen to this could be uh, business owners or directors or ceos or team leaders or, or maybe people who just want to evolve in a certain field and it's an incredible thing to be driven and to want to improve and want to evolve. And it's an amazing thing to do. Um, but for me, when you say that live well, perform better, perform, when I think of perform, I think of work in terms of I'm creating that new deal. I'm, I'm creating this new business decision. I've expanded into this or this has happened. And on a business and a performance level everything looks incredible but then on a living level we can have uh, poor relationships and uh, no time with our family yeah, we're sick we're stressed out we're overwhelmed and it's like it's like when you when you drive around the car if we drive around the car right now and we have a slow puncture Every couple of weeks, we're going to have to keep pulling into the garage and pumping that tire up. And the person will probably keep going into the garage every couple of weeks. They'll pump it up. Say, yeah, that'll get me another two weeks. And then they'll drive along again. Life will go on. They keep moving forward. And yeah, they do get to the destination that they're getting. But they're not getting to it at the same level they could. 
we know when the pressure is lower that they're more leaking more energy. So now the car is using up more fuel because it's not efficient in the mechanics of the car. And just like in life, if we're all of it, trying to promotions and get to this level and get to that next level, but we're forgetting the engine that's driving behind that, our own health, our own well-being, our own lifestyle, uh, things that bring us love, joy, peace, that engine is, and car is only going to go for so long before you need to pull into that petrol station. And it's for me, it's how can I connect that um, professional level to my personal level and marry them two beautiful worlds that come together. Uh, for me, my, my life, my business and extension of my life I live. And I think it's marrying them two worlds together because sometimes you hear about work-life balance. Personally, I think that's a load of baloney. I go to a, a person called Ravi. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him from Jerry. Um, but the first day I went into Ravi, uh, I remember walking into him and I said, uh, Ravi's like, why are you here? And I said, ah, just feeling a bit out of balance, you know, at the moment, Ravi. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, I just feel a bit out of balance. Work is a bit, a bit chaotic and all the moment and just going on like this. And he said, that is your problem. There is no balance. There only is. You're either working or you're not working. You're having fun. You're not having fun. You're either with the family or you're not with the family. You're either in peace or you're not in peace. There is no balance. There only is. So I think it's to find what that is. I'm working. I'm working. I'm living. I'm living. I'm with my family. I'm with my family. And it comes back to that art of just being present within the moment. You mentioned uh, surfing already, um, so that's a, a big kind of factor in a part of your own kind of way of keeping yourself mentally and physically kind of in the game. But I, I'm wondering, are there any other practices, habits, tips, tools that you do on a daily, weekly basis that just help you show up and be at your best? Absolutely, yeah. There, there's lots of different things, and uh, I'm, I'm probably a bit like everyone. I, I dip in and out of, of everything, so... It could be meditation, it could be breath work, it could be yoga, um, it could be boxing, it could be anything physical exercise, it could be mountain climbing. There's all different things that I do, but I think for me, what I've really done over the last kind of maybe year or two or so, at each and every single morning, rather than do I be. So what do I mean by that is when I wake up in the morning, rather than do, and so people talk about a morning routine. So talk about, right, I get up every single morning. I, uh, I, I do this, I do that, and it's the same every morning. Oh, we know we don't wake up the same every day. We know our motions aren't the same every day. So in my own belief, if our morning routine is the same every day, are we actually listening to what we need or are we just doing something out of uh, the mundane routine? So for me, what's really important now is when I wake up in the morning, rather than having a strict set morning routine plan, I'll give myself a couple of minutes just to check in. So I'll just ask the question, where am I at today? How am I feeling today? What does my schedule look like today? I'll just ask these three questions and that'll allow me to give me the space to connect to see where am I actually at today? So some mornings I might wake up and my mind's a little bit more busy and there's a couple of more racing thoughts. 
So I know if I go in and do a physical intense exercise session, we now know on a physiological level, when the brain is overactive, the nervous system is overactive. Exercise is also a stimulant. Now it's a healthy stimulant, but if I'm overstimulated and I'm on more stimulation, well, what's that going to drive more? More racing thoughts. So I know then on that more meditation is important for me. I know sea swimming might be important for me. It's these, it's different things every single day. So to kind of put on a practical level, it's checking to see where am I at today? Second thing, what's the main emotion I'm feeling today? Am I feeling grounded? Am I feeling chaotic? Am I feeling happy? Uh, am I feeling at peace? What's the main emotion? And that third thing will then come in then to say, well, what is I need to do? So if I'm busy or if I'm overactive or if I'm quite overwhelmed, it's things that will ground me down. Meditation, yoga, breath work, sea swim. Um, if I'm quite tired and I kind of need a bit of up and go in me and embrace my inner Rocky Balboa or something, I'll get up, I'll start doing a boxing session, do a physical session, I'll go for a run. Um, but in fairness, one thing that I do do every single morning uh, is either cold shower or I'll see swim without doubt every single morning. And the reason why, well, it's a love-hate relationship. Every morning I wake up, I hate doing the cold shower. I, I dread it. I get up, I get into the shower, and I think cold showers are harder because in the sea, you've no other option. It's, it's just the one temperature. And people are watching you as well, so they know if you only walked up to your knees, they say, oh, feck, I'll have to get in fully here now. Whereas in the shower, it's that art of high performance. No one knows, no one will find out, but the option is yours. And when you're in that shower, you're, if I started on nice warm temperature, the thing is you're in there after a while, you're thinking, right, I need to put this cold shower on. And some mornings it take me two seconds to knock it onto cold. Some mornings I'm five minutes trying to fight myself to turn it onto cold. And I'm coming up with every reason. I would just, you know what, I might get a cold if I put that on. Sure, if I get a cold, then I could have a COVID symptom. And sure, then if I went to work and then they might think I have COVID, she's, I could be doing that. Or maybe it might make me more tired. And the ego within us finds all these answers to try and protect us, keep us in the safe, familiar and comfortable. But the reason why I love it every single morning, it makes me overcome the hardest thing in life every day, which is ourselves. And when I make that conscious decision, I say to myself, I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And I believe in myself. And some mornings it's easy to do, some mornings it's, it's my Mount Everest. But it allows, what really gets me is what we talked about earlier on in terms of the emotion. It's getting that higher frequency of emotion that I know the person I become on the other side and I know who I am on the other side of it. And that's what entices me to do it every single day. And that's kept it back to the why. So uh, I hope you to be getting into cold showers now in the morning as well. I'm not suffering on my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, is the answer, but uh, I, I, there's some, I need to fix the consistency of it. So I'm a great man for letting myself off the hook and forgetting. 
but uh, I'm the same as you. I, I do not enjoy it, but I do feel much better after it. So thanks for the reminder. <laughs> um, if people are, are working with you and coming to you for, for all sorts of reasons, um, whether that's individually or in groups or, you know, businesses. But can you, um, as you reflect on what are the main reasons or, or, or challenges that you think people are facing right now, just as you see it, as you as, as you're coming across it? Yeah, it's a good question. Um... I think there's lots of potential challenges and I think that's based on an individual level maybe what's going on in their life at the moment but I think on an overall level if we had to look at the last kind of two years or so in terms of a COVID uh, I think it's connection I think that's the biggest challenge going on right now is connections and relationships and for me, I, I genuinely believe it's one of the most fundamental characteristics to, if you want to call it high performance or living well. Um, when you look at any great team or, or any company or anything that has done something incredible, it's always come down from the connection between amongst players. And there's an incredible book uh, that I try to lead my own team by and try to Rob, maybe some of the ideas when I do workshops as well, um, which is 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. People say he's one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time now. I, I don't know much about basketball, but what really I loved about him was his philosophy and beliefs. So he was the Chicago Bulls um, coach at the time Michael Jordan was on it. And what he described so well was that People think in terms of, especially from a, maybe it's a business aspect or a team aspect, that you have to have all these really good, high quality people and get the best people in their field. And that does work really well. But as he said, when that happens, you have a big problem because now you have egos. So it, his biggest challenge was that it wasn't the skills or it wasn't all of the technical data or these things they had to focus on. It was the connection amongst the players that was the biggest challenge. Now, they had some of the greatest players in the whole of NBA history. Um, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, um, a couple of other players in there as well. But in the first couple of years, they didn't won nothing. People, Michael Jordan, is the greatest player of all time, but he won nothing in his first couple of years. Why? Because no one played together and he came up with a great line that is one breath one mind and it was based on a native american tradition that they used to use that that there was complete connection amongst the group and that as we step over the line i'm willing to die for the next person beside me and i think with when we even look back through history we survived as tribes by connection. It's what kept us alive. We are social beings. We need to feel connection. We need to feel uh, as part of something. And one of the biggest elements I work on in my own business is community. And I feel it's one of our most incredible things we've done. And I suppose from working with companies and even in my own line of work of meeting clients, a lot of the things I see they're just missing is connection and connection to a group or a space that's connected towards what they're interested in and COVID has told us to 
stay at home, lock ourselves up, don't go near anyone, don't come into contact anyone. And for some people that can create fear in terms of going back out into the world. And as Joe Dispenza has mentioned many times before, when we have a dis-ease in our life, it can manifest into physical disease. So if there's lack of ease in mind or spirit, or even in body, this can manifest into a physical disease. So if there's a massive part of our soul, our spirit, our sense of self that's, that is part of connection, but we're not nourishing it, we're not actually healthy. So I think connection is the biggest thing. And Marty Seligman is another person within positive psychology. And one of his um, parts in PERMA um, is relationships, positive relationships. So I think that's the biggest thing that people are struggling with right now. And I think that's why we need to, to really, thankfully, we're coming out of COVID um, and we're slowly coming out to the other side of it. Um, but I think like everything, there's two sides to a coin. So although on a physical level, we may be slowly moving out of it, I think now on a mental or emotional level, this is particularly where we need to start nourishing them areas that are being undernourished. What's the one piece of advice you would give to anyone who's looking to live well and perform better? Um, that's a great question. Cold showers. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, I think cold showers is a part of it, but I think if I could give one big piece of advice would be listen to your heart i think that's the biggest piece of advice is that we know the brain is a threat detection system it's trapped to keep us in the familiar and comfortable and if we experience things in our life this will also affect us in terms of our beliefs our thoughts our identities the boxes we place ourselves into and this is often why we find it so hard to be healthy and to be well because we trap ourselves in this familiar and comfortable and to listen to our heart is one of the hardest things to do but freedom can never exist if we don't listen to our heart everything we need to be healthy to be happy to be well is already inside of us it's already there it's not outside it's not the next job promotion it's not the next holiday it's not the next car. It's not the next house. It's what's inside your heart that wants you to listen to. I think when you can drop down the barriers, drop down the walls, and truly authentically express yourself and who you are and what you believe in, that's what love is and that's what listen to the heart is. So I'd love to give a more practical level in terms of here, it's such X minus Y equals Z. But I think that's what it is. Each and every individual is different and what life means to us is different. But the only way you're going to find that out, the only way you're going to figure it out, and most importantly, the only way you're going to live that is by listening to what's in that heart. And then when you listen to it, it will probably frighten the life out of you. It will probably challenge you and test you to limits you've never seen or never experienced before. But it's like going for that sea swim. It's like going for that cold shower. Every part of your being is saying, don't do it. No, stay here. Stay here. Don't do this. Don't do that. But if you can find that courage, if you can find that commitment, dedication to listen to what's in that heart and step into it, 
I can promise you it'll never let you down. So I think it's just to listen to that heart and step into it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, as to, to quote a phrase that you yourself used earlier, it's simple, but it's it's not easy. Um, Dan, that's been a, an absolutely fantastic conversation. Loads of um, pearls of wisdom there and little little tips and, and ideas that I think anyone listening to this will um, will be able to take away and ruminate on and think about. And um, as, as you said yourself, just start start kind of breaking down the barriers and the walls to themselves. So thanks a million for joining us. That was that was amazing. Thanks a million. Thanks a million for having me, Dave, and good to see you again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's conversation. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard and you want to stay in touch with us, then please head over to www.belowtheline.ie to subscribe to our mailing list and to explore our upcoming programs and events, including our Elemental Leadership Experience coming up on the 13th and 14th of October. Until then, take care and see you next time.